The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardell. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome to the new month and, of course, the new year and a year of change indeed, my friend. Jack and I, you know, we were talking about this uh, on air, off air, uh, in our notes to our clients. Uh, 2023, we said, mark our words, will be different than 2022. We said different, well, and it is different. You know, the market in North America is flirting. It is flirting with bull market status. Uh, it's remarkable that all indices in, in North America are just below that 20% move off the bottom. Uh, some people get technical and say it has to be off of a closing level, whatever. Uh, in Europe, it's a new bull market, and perhaps perhaps a new bull market has begun in North America. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, he's a portfolio manager as well with Canaccord. Very, very unique individual. Very much fixated on... Uh, well, again, I'll say Jamie invests based on his upbringing and where he comes from, as do Jack and I. Uh, circumstances change everything, uh, what you're expecting and uh, accustomed to. So, Jamie, let's start with that. Um, yo, where are you from? <laughs> where are you from? You're Latin, you're Latin American. Uh, so yes, you, you do see the world differently, I think, because of where you are from. Why don't we start with that to help build a thesis around why you continue to uh, see glitter in gold? Well, you know what? It's funny because um, I'm talking to my Latin American clients and they're looking at the inflation that is rising there, but also the, the demand for hard assets, the demand for copper, the demand for the things we haven't been producing, producing continues to pick up and we haven't started production of those things. So, you know, having covered all of Chile for Scotiabank for four years, I, I did extensive travels through, the, through Latin America and uh, met a lot of people. So I do have a lot of contacts in that area. And I see the demand that's coming in from Asia. And I think that's important because it, it, we don't have the, the, the production capacity for the things that we need, especially now that China's coming off of its COVID shutdown. We're going to have massive demand that I agree with you. But it's how we're going to pay for it. That's a bigger concern to me. But and again, just, no, no. But coming from Chile, again, you you, you experienced, um, I think, uh, lack of scruples when it came to uh, central central authorities. Uh, very, very, yes. very. You question them continuously, and I think for good reason. Um, so again, part of the way you, the way you think is about preserving capital, preserving purchasing power, uh, you know, in, in, in countries of hyperinflation and, and devalued currencies. The problem in Latin America is every time that central banks try to resolve a debt problem with more debt, <laughs> it just creates further problems down the, down the way. And that's, that's where I think we have to start because look at, we have central banks losing major money now as interest rates are rising. Hopefully they have inflation under control. But in Canada, you have big central banks losing money. And I think that's going to that's going to that's going to continue. But the real answer is how much money are we going to use this time to try to help the problem along? And that's where the inflation stemming from as they start to lose control of that. And that's what happened in Argentina and Brazil and Chile. Chile is the example of the one that was able to clean it. But that wasn't an easy solution. 
And so because of that, all of my Latin American clients are always concerned with inflation, the devaluation of money. Right. That that has happened throughout time. And I'm going to say that Jamie's own experience with Latin America, uh, we, we've talked in, on the show about behavioral biases. People do overemphasize their own experience, whether it's investing or other um, other areas of the market. You can look at Canadians right now. If you talk to Canadians for the last 20 years, there's been a bull market in real estate. Is real estate a great investment? According to Canadians, yes, because their recency bias and then also their own experience. So people do tend to overweight their own experience and it does, I'm gonna say, disproportionately affect their investment decision-making. Um, Wolfgang, was, talk- Wolfgang was talking about, about I was gonna say, Wolfgang was talking about uh, you know the market potentially being in a new bull market. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the... Uh, the Federal Reserve Chair Central or um, Chairman Powell yesterday came out and he kept on saying disinflation, disinflation, disinflation. He probably said it ten times. Mm. That's what got the market excited. What is disinflation? It means lower prices. Do they have things under control? It means slowing inflation. Inflation continues, but it's slowing. It's not changing. Yes, yes. Let, let me let me address this very quickly because in, uh, real estate and the Latin American experience. Argentina was a great example that when the disinflation or it hits. All the prices came down. It wasn't that the, that the prices of the homes was coming down. It was the money under which they were valued that was devaluing. Mm-hmm. And that's where people are missing it. It's not the value of IBM as an international company. It's the fact that it's the U.S. dollar that is devaluing or the Canadian dollar or all the currencies, all the fiat currencies are in, in, in a devaluation process. And can they control it is the question. So that's why I've always said, you know, I love the pipelines. I love the hard assets that we have, the utilities. Because in Latin America, those are the, the, the industries that you benefited because not only are you paying your monthly fee to those companies, but they're also – we're not building anymore. So they hold very well, but we have to wait for the currency to correct first. All right. That's where gold comes in. Okay. Don't cry for me, Argentina, is one thing. Uh, but again, <laughs> here in North America, you mentioned a currency. The U.S. dollar has been strong up until the beginning of this year, and the Canadian dollar has held that 75-cent level. Basically, you know, from point to point throughout my um, career, uh, we saw a nice spurt up to par for a period of time. But you, you know which one, just anecdotally? Uh, that, that has me, uh, my knickers in or not, I want to talk about this. It, 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 I'm, I'm pivoting a bit away from the conversation, but you can participate in this. So you're talking about inflation, and, it is, and inflation is coming down, hence the Chairman Powell talking about um, disinflation. disinflation. How about shrinkflation? Now, here's the latest. Here's the latest. And, Jack, you have children. Do your kids drink chocolate milk? No, absolutely. Okay, you get bags of chocolate milk? And we do not get the bags. Okay, well, <laughs> That's a bit okay, so, so, well <laughs> if you get the bags, it used to be four liters in three bags. Yeah. Now it's three liters in three bags. But So you know what the problem is? The bag is smaller. It doesn't fit in the container. It's too small for the container. So you don't get the, the plastic sticking. Good luck. It's going to be a disaster. Or you have to buy another that's, container. I was going to say, that's a, that's a Canadian disaster because we are, we're the only ones that actually use the bags, right? You understand that, right, Wolf? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, good luck, my friends. When you go buy some chocolate milk, you're, or regular, I think regular milk maybe three liters for uh, in three bags. Uh, friends, just, you're, 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 think of me when the bag is too small for that plastic jug. Uh, good luck cutting a little corner off the tip. Uh, it's going to be disaster. Milk, don't cry over your spilled milk is what I'm going to say right here, right now on Hi-Fi Radio. But shrinkflation really it has my knickers in a knot. It's been going on in the Halloween business for for. 10, 50, actually for 20 years, I should say. But when it, when it hits the milk, when it hits uh, milk. Okay, so boy, like, oh like boy. I said, it is a Canadian problem. When you tell Americans that you have bags of milk up here in Canada, they kind of look at you funny. The one that drives me crazy, shrinkflation, is a pound of bacon. 
Yeah, well, if I buy a pound of bacon, I want a pound. But you're not buying a pound. No, you're, buying, you're buying 300 grams, 200 Bacon makes everything better. How about, want a the, pound. how about the packaging on bacon? It is the worst yeah. package. Out of all these packaging, the world has gone overpackaged. Uh, they still can't figure out bacon packaging. It's, just, it's a disaster. How do you open it? How do you say like, it's a disaster? A complete disaster. Uh, what's going to happen to the eggs? We can, we can take a dozen eggs down to 11. You think they're going to try to pull that move on us? And again, I'm a food guy, so this guy, this really, really gets me. Here's another point I want to make. Uh, my, 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 my lovely wife, Kathleen, heard on the radio, not this station, that, oh, inflation is going to be running at 100% this year. I said, nonsense. Who said that? There, yeah, there may be one item, maybe a banana will go up 100%, I don't know. But no, food inflation, and I just saw through McDonald's report, it's probably running 8 9%, very uh, significant. And they are getting on the backside with that shrinkflation. And by my friends, we have to speak up against shrink, shrinkflation. They can't do us, no way. Not fair, not right. Uh, but no but, question. But again, bo- please, both no, go, go those, ahead, Jamie, jump in, please. Both of those, inflation, disinflation, are monetary issues. Shrinkflation. And monetary, monetary issues... Because the money is devaluing, the money by which we um, we um, yeah. we pay, we pay for things. You know that was a Latin American experience. Now Canada had had a stable currency, but that's starting to move. Now the other issue with regards to the U.S. dollar, a lot more countries are starting to walk away from the U.S. dollar. We had Saudi Arabia and Davos saying that they're going to start taking payment for oil in other currencies. Sure, the enjoy, they, they can enjoy their rubles. Take take it in rubles. Go ahead. I dare you. No, but that's a good point. That's a good point because around the world, people are looking at what happened in Russia, right, with their U.S. dollars. Hmm. China, they got a lot of T-bills dominated in U.S. dollars. You think they want to be holding those if they plan on doing something that maybe the the U.S. are not looking at so favorably? (laughs) Seriously. That's a very, very good point. And and again, I like gold, but I'm not a gold bug. I always say, you know, have at least 5 to 10%. Right now we have nothing. You know, it's kind of like the comment you said to me a while ago when you said, you know what, I hate it, but hey. At least we're in. And that's the thing. It's the asset allocation, the discipline within the investment process. It's the least owned asset. What do you think about, Jamie, what do you think of the bond market in 2023? Would you buy bonds? Actually, I have bought a couple of corporate bonds for the cash that I had sitting because the yields were so nice. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I, I look at all the asset, at, at all the asset classes. So it, it's about maintaining those balances. Well, right? again, and, it, and, and, it, is, it is purchasing power. And I had the debate because the, the big news coming towards the end of last year was you can now get 5% on a term deposit, risk-free. What's wrong with that? And people were buying them head over fist, uh, or head over heels, uh, hand over fist, head over heels, uh, which, uh, is, which is which well, is not a bad thing. But I, I had the discussion with is, the... No, hey, hold on, hold on there, Jamie, my little <laughs> gobo. Uh, you know, my little Argentinian uh, uh, neighbor. Land, uh, I know, I understand, I understand. <laughs> but um, a 5% GIC, all right, fully taxable in a non-registered account. That means the government gets 2.5% of that five. And inflation will take three of the 2.5. You're still losing money. Uh, you buy yourself a Canadian bank stock. Not my favorite on the board, but nothing wrong with any of the big six Canadian banks. Historically, they have raised their dividends twice a year. We expect that trend to continue in the near term. So the dividend goes up. The dividend is on a, on a bank stock. Uh, the big six average is close to 5%. And it's div- dividend uh, tax favorably. So a 5% stock dividend net of tax has the interest equivalent of roughly, call it 6.5%. 
and that dividend will grow over time. And the Canadian banks at these levels are actually historically about, I don't know, 10% undervalued. Uh, P.E. ratio below 10, normally it's between 10 and 12. So I can make a very compelling argument why you don't want to buy bonds. You'd rather buy some blue chip stock other than the stability and security uh, and perhaps the Rip Van Winkle approach of you buy a GIC, it's the same value in your statement month after month so you can sleep at night. But Jamie, stand by. Let's talk more uh, about the world of 2023 and uh, how to protect your money, uh, how to grow your money. Uh, and how to ultimately uh, come up with the right asset mix that's appropriate for the investor uh, for the long haul. Uh, quick commercial break. Get right back to Hi-Fi Radio 640 in Toronto. Let's take a break. Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is I never left you. Welcome back. Hi-Fi Radio, 640 Toronto. Any questions, by the way, for Jack or I related to money and your financial well-being? Please never hesitate to give us a call. WolfgangKlein.com is how you can find us. Promise, we'll get back to you. Indeed, uh, show is about money. We want you to have more of it. It is a new year, new beginnings, and perhaps a new bull market has emerged. Perhaps is the operative word. The market is, is, it is flirting with that up 20% from the bottom, which, well, technically, uh, academically speaking, the way it's written in the textbooks, that's the beginning of a new bull market. That can be debated by many people. Um, and Jamie Carrasco is a portfolio manager with Canaccord as well, um, coming from Latin America, Chile specifically, views the world differently. And, uh, well, uh, for good reason. Uh, here in North America, we are blessed with much more stable markets and stable laws. Uh, rule of law. I was just reading a great report on Tech Cominco, uh, one of the biggest uh, copper miners in Canada and a big Met coal uh, miner as well. Uh, the bulk of their assets are in North America, and as such, uh, it receives more favorable interest from international portfolio managers, knowing expropriation and, and intervention from the government is not going to take place. And uh, First Quantum Minerals had some issues uh, over some uh, access to water, didn't they, Jack? Uh, of late? I would just say one of the jurisdictions, I'm sure Jamie could speak to it more, but um, yeah, the fact is if you own a mining company, whether it's gold-based metals, you want to make sure that you're in a friendly jurisdiction with rule of law so you know what you're actually buying. Yeah. Geo- geopolitical risk is important, and that's one of the four main criteria of my portfolio choosing, always. So you mentioned off here BHP Billiton, uh, I think the world's largest or second largest miner, uh, polymetallic as they like to call them, or they do multiple uh, minerals uh, extraction from the, from Mother Earth. Um, has a 12% dividend, you believe, Jamie? Is that sustainable? Uh, we bought it about a month ago. But yes, it is. Uh, the, the stock is pulled back when, when copper prices came back down. But copper is back above four, $4 now, which again, Dr. Copper, copper looks saying, you know, yeah, Copper looks good. And, it, and again, they call it Dr. Copper. Sorry, sorry to butt in there, Jamie, but and we're not mm-hmm. in the studio. It's hard to see you. Uh, but they call it Dr. Copper for a reason because copper is used in everything. And again, you, you, you touched on this off air, but it's very important. Uh, you know, the end, uh, ending of COVID restrictions, uh, the reopening of China is very much part of the risk to the upside theme for 2023. Travel and 
included. Uh, but uh, speak to that, Jamie. Again, you move, move now. Um, switch, um, switch, switch, switch. One of the things with one of the, one of the things with copper, though, is that copper back at four is signaling that inflation might not be that tamed, and I think that's an important thing because copper, copper, I think. Going back forward, up, back up. Why, 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 $4 copper just means strong demand for that particular metal. Well, it's economically sensitive. So the fact is, if you have it's, high copper, you would expect the economy to start picking up again. Right. But it, it's right. funny that copper right now is, is seen as part of the ESG trade, so environmental, yeah. social governments. And, and you look at it, you're extracting, as you said, uh, minerals out of the ground. And there's a lot of tailing ponds and a lot of things that aren't so friendly and, for the. And, and Chile is the world's. Saudi Arabia of copper. So one of the problems that Chile mm. has right now is we haven't replaced the mines. Uh, we have a lot of issues with copper production, mm-hmm. and we got to get more mining started. So I think copper on a that, that's why a lot of people are saying that we're in a hard asset bull market long term because we just don't have the supplies for all the future demand that's coming on board. Especially if we're going to change our economy from hydroelectric to. Uh, battery powered. Sorry, from from from, from ice to yeah, EV, yeah. baby. It's from uh, ice. Yeah. They call it internal combustion engine. Every reporter means now. I said, so "What is ice?" <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what ice is now. Yep. Um, yeah. I would say the end state is obviously everyone wants to get green, but to get green, you have to, like I said, extract a lot of things and use a lot of fossil fuels and energy uh-huh. to to get to that um, destination. You know, again, we, we Jack and I in our portfolio, Jamie, we own uh, Exxon Mobil. Um, mm-hmm. Stock, says, stock, stock at an all-time high. I'm actually tempt, I'm tempted to take the money, some money off the table on that tray. It's been so clean and so uh, good. Actually, but I, they, no, no, I hold, hold the, the hold money on. off the table. I got an idea for you. The, okay, Continental. Just, just, just stand by. Um, uh, when it comes to Exxon, they have captured, according to the, the, the research, more carbon than any other company on the planet. Ooh. They have invested in EV and alternatives at a very significant pace, uh, knowing that their days are numbered extracting stuff from Mother Earth, so they have to move forward. So if you want a, a green play, believe it or not, look, the, the dirtier, the greener in many well, they're, ways. Well, they're not the only ones. The uh, The energy space has the cash flow to fund the green Correct. evolution. And honestly, I would rather have them pick the winners than government subsidies pick the winners. Fully yeah. agree. That's Fully a good, agree. good point. Good point. Uh, in terms of the uh, government subsidies, no, no, but Jack, in terms of the government subsidies, uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, bill. Uh, yeah, Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. Uh, so who, who is that going to benefit best? And have you seen any work done by which companies stand to benefit from that, guys? I haven't. So I must. I, I my my, my understanding is the hydrogen is one of the most subsidized. I think it's for every $4 of cost, $3 is subsidized. Uh, I think the key from that, Although the bill is huge, I think it's going to incent other players around the world, whether it's Canada, European Union, uh, Asia, the Far East, other governments to do the similar type plan. So although it's a $350 billion plan in the U.S., which is huge, the rest of the globe has to play catch up there as well. well I keep watching it's that first. You mentioned solution. 350 Hold on. No, uh, did you guys follow uh, GM buying, six, what, $650 million into uh, America's lithium this week? I thought that was a very big announcement because now we're having – uh, the car manufacturers figuring out, wait a minute, if we're going to go into this ESG, the clean energy, there's just not enough lithium for us. So yeah. they're ty- they're starting to take a stake. And you know what's amazing? I went through the Tesla report um, that, that was put on my desk. I think it was Morgan Stanley's work. Uh, remarkable company. Uh, deflation in batteries. Uh, they knocked the price of their cars down, and they're able to produce batteries significantly cheaper than they could produce batteries out of Asia and I think Taiwan as well. 
Um, and they use the example of solar 10 years ago, how much cost came down and how rapidly they came down as they went into mass production. Yeah, I think it was as, as, not silicon carbide, but silica. I think it's called silica. I, they, they, they used to make solar panels. I think it used to cost something like 450 a ton. They knocked it down 95% in terms of production cost. Uh, so again, a race to the bottom. Uh, but Tesla has a huge advantage over everyone else currently at producing batteries. And supply chain uh, and, and, and intellectual know-how is key uh, to it all. Uh, Jamie, uh, so, so carry on. Let's take it in North America. What do you like? What don't you like? How do you... St- see the year playing out again. I want you to take off that Chilean um, uh, outfit of yours and, you know, put on some warmer clothes and hang out here in North uh, America for, <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, again, because I take a, a very disciplined um, asset allocation approach, I love the pipelines, I love the REITs, I love the the energy, the utilities, the food producers, you know, pizza, pizza, we've talked about this a couple of times, you guys had a, an alternative. But things have, that, that have real assets and are paying good cash flow, I think they're they're, they're a must in a portfolio, and you're diversifying um, any any of the volatility. Now, I do, again, have uh, a weighting in gold and silver, especially silver, actually. The silver is, is the one asset that hasn't inflated in 40 years. So whether we have deflation or not, I think silver prices are going higher. Um, I think have to be part of a portfolio, but a, a disciplined approach looking at, at, at all the sectors. But what about, again, what about tech? You're not mentioning tech. It, tech it was most beaten up last year, and now it is rallying the most. NASDAQ uh, is absolutely on fire up, uh, I don't know, three, three times what the Dow was up. The Dow is lagging big time. Uh, and we were just talking last year, Jack and I, on air with a few of our guests asking, uh, how will the, who will outperform next year within the sub-indices of the United States? And consensus was the Dow. And sure enough, it is lagging. It's <laughs> incredible. Sorry, Jack, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that you talk about NASDAQ. Um, bull markets do short, start with short covering rallies. And that's probably what we're experiencing Good right point. now. Is Are we still in a bear market? Time will tell. But uh, it's been a rapid move off the bottom, and most people have missed it. Oh, for first leg up is, is the yep. quickest, it is the fierce, and is the least participated in, uh, unless you wrote it down. Uh, but, you know, at on some the, point you got to nibble into this side. stuff here. On any on side. side. Look at Shopify. Look at Tesla. Look at Meta. Um, strength, mm-hmm. strength, and strength. And they were they were thrown out and left for dead. Jack? They absolutely were. And I'm going to say a lot of those names are anywhere from 20 to 100% off their bottoms. I said 100% off yeah, their bottoms. Yeah, off the bottom. It's huge. But the, the point being there is, you know, to be at the bottom, you may have had to ride them down a long way. And they, they are still in a bear market, a lot of those stocks. But I'm just looking at the charts, and we did our presentation uh, to our clients uh, last week, Jamie. It's amazing. Uh, again, Jamie Krasko is on air with us here. He's, he's a PM as well with uh, Canaccord, uh, but being of, of Latin American origin, he views the world quite differently and uh, certainly is, is a bit more interested in the hard asset play. As you know, I like assets that go up in value, and if it's copper, I'll buy it. If it's tech, I'll buy it. Uh, valuation does matter later on, so to speak, but be always weary of what you own and what, what it's trading acts at some point. Well, uh, that dog will stop barking. Uh, Shopify, wakey, wakey on that puppy. Uh, Tesla strength once again. Um, you know what's really cool, Jamie? Uh, brands. Brands, brands, consumer yeah. discretionary mm-hmm. brands. Uh, Louis Vuitton, Moët Chateau, 
Hey, perhaps. Uh, ooh la la to that puppy. We're long for we're, we doubled we doubled up we doubled up on our Ferrari. In fact, I had a mm-hmm. I had to uh, st- head, head to the autobahn and pick up some Mercedes because I couldn't get enough with my Ferrari. Uh, yeah. And then, well, since we went to the autobahn, we had to go down to uh, uh, what is it, California? I guess where, where's where's Tesla's head office? It must be California. Uh, they're moving to Texas, aren't they? We're a gigafactory in Texas. Um, nonetheless, I say California. nonetheless, we 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 picked up some Tesla as well. Uh, it, amazing because you see it in the charts, but you don't see it in the analyst reports until after the fact. The community uh, is pretty cold on tech, and that's what's rallying the most. Um, it, um, it, I completely agree. And 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 on the tech side, you know that I like blockchain. Well. I, I never added. I watched it come down, come down, became a smaller, smaller percentage of my portfolio. And at the end of last year, we took positions on it and were up very nicely because, again, I, I tend not to get emotional. I just look at the allocations come down and wait. Yeah, you are cool, dude. I must say in. you're a pretty cool guy there, Jamie. I must say you're pretty cool. Like a cucumber. Thank you. No, you are. Um, uh, so let, let, let's, let's stay on the land of tech. Uh, do you think it's just a short cover rallying, or do you think perhaps uh, tech's been beaten up, interest rates coming down? Jack and I were speaking about this uh, in the car over here at the studio. It's, it's been very much rate driven. He believes. Uh, what's I, your I take? I have always liked. Te- I have always liked tech. You've liked look tech. At, look at always, always. I used to manage money from Microsoft back in ninety four, ninety five. Managed their group at speaks from ninety five on. They did now, really well. On, oh, that's cool. Yeah, on the tech side though. Um, I do love tech. Uh, I'm really interested by what's happening on the nuclear side because Honeywell came out with these mini reactors that have very little. Um, yeah, those portables. Yeah, very, very cool stuff. One of these can satisfy Barry. I think that's a, a number one solution. It, it, it is. We, we had some people in actually from Darlington in our office, clients of ours. And yeah. We were talking about portable nuclear reactors. They're easier, easier to, uh, to erect, uh, shorter lead time. Uh, not as catastrophic as if they blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not there. And, but so, they're so no, obviously I'm, they're I'm very, not, very safe. They, they claim. I'm not to particularly be. keen on Honeywell as a military company, but I am very interested in what they're doing on this end. I think it'll be really good for their for their for their for the share price uh, going forward. Now, the other one that I'm, I, as a tech company, I see it more is Toyota, and I, I think those guys are at the bottom. Toyota, to me, is just a tech mm-hmm. company that's applying technology to cars, and and. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Domino's Pizza uh, took on the uh, aura of becoming a tech company because of all the digital, digitized their business and and the way you uh, uh, execute your transaction. But uh, come on, uh, Domino's a tech company. It's a pizza company, uh, and Toyota tech company, car company. Tesla maybe tech company. Jamie, we're out of time, buddy, so we're going to have to leave it at that. I win oh, that debate. I, with you no no, no more time for you to, to support your debate, which means I win, you lose. Um, but I do love you. And I want you to thank- always win. <laughs> and I <laughs> wish, yeah. Show. Oh, please. Oh, please. I'm kiss- I am the kiss of death for so many. Um, but we try, and we oh. care. And you know something? Uh, we love what we do, and we love you, our guests, and you, our listeners. We're going to take a quick break and get... Uh, Sandy, Mac- yeah, Sandy McIntyre. No, Sandy McIntyre is going to join us on the uh, uh, for the Balance of the Show. Uh, former strategist uh, with uh, Century Select and uh, CI, uh, and just a great friend of ours and a very very knowledgeable man. Uh, these type of people we want to listen to and ask the tough questions to. So stay tuned. It's going to be very informative. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back, my friends. Great documentary on Sinead on Netflix. Stock's been strong as well. Uh, they continue to put out good content. And, uh, well, one on Sinead is excellent. I was a big fan when I used to work at CFMY Radio of her. Uh, what a radical. What a rebel. Ooh, she was a pretty edgy. Um, ahead of her times. Challenge, challenge the Catholic Church well ahead of her times. Uh, uh, indeed. Uh, anyways, that, uh, if you're a fan, I encourage you to watch it. Um, yeah. I was say, you mentioned how well the Netflix stock has done. It's funny. It happened probably, I'm going to say, late uh, summer, early fall last year. They started introducing the uh, the ad revenue model. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, that old model still works. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Multiple they, they actually cared about profitability, which you're seeing in tech now. You're seeing it with Shopify. Uh, we saw it with Meta just this week. As these companies transition to cash-flowing, profitable businesses, the market is rewarding them. And the market rewards them when they cut costs. They announced 10,000 layoffs. Part of, yeah, they part of the profitability. Stock higher. Um, indeed. Mr. Sandy McIntyre, uh, former strategist with Century Select, uh, now spending much of his time uh, being a philanthropist. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, continues to, uh, well, uh, give Jack and I his uh, ear as we pepper him with uh, strategic questions about how to manage money. Indeed. Uh, welcome back, Sandy. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Um, interesting year so far. Uh, it's almost a technical bull market in North America. Uh, off the bottom, uh, the S&P 500 is flirting with a 20% bump to the upside. Uh, likewise with the NASDAQ, likewise with the TSX, likewise with the Dow, just below that 20% level uh, as we record this show. Uh, and in Europe, it's an official bull market, well off the bottom, well north of a 20% rally. Uh, so, Mr. <laughs> Mr. McIntyre, what do you think of that? And uh, how do you now think the year is going to play out that you got 32 calendar days under your trading belt? Um, I... In November, I became positive on the bond market, mm-hmm. and I'm still positive on the bond market. Mm-hmm. The long-dated bonds, whether they be treasuries, Canada's, or corporates, are telling us that the Fed is going to relent at some point, likely um, towards the end of this year. Um there's nothing in the employment data that suggests that the U.S. is in a recession at this point. <laughs> okay. And uh, while consumer spending has been somewhat weak, um, inventories for consumer products are too high, which takes pressure off pricing. Mm-hmm. So the, the supply chain issues that were a feature of late COVID, I think, are behind us. Um, the, the, the key stat to watch um, at this point is things like transportation pricing. You know, the, how much does it cost you 
mm-hmm. for truckloads and less than truckloads. Uh, what are volumes doing? Isn't that funny? Because I, I just looked at CP's numbers on that. Volumes down, pricing prices up. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I usually treat transportation as a leading indicator of economic direction. What about copper for economic direction? The old, you know, Dr. Copper, PhD in economics. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I, I th- wanted to buy a copper stock last summer and uh, I just neglected it. Uh, I, I think with the transition to a more modern uh, vehicle fleet, Copper is critical, and uh, it, 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 in my view, is part of a, of a long-term portfolio. Yeah, no, we bought the XBM. It's just an ETF. It's a chicken way of getting exposure to copper. Um, I've been flirting with Tech Cominco, but they got that coal aspect to it, and getting a pure copper play isn't so easy. Uh, then you got the foreign jurisdictions with the likes of a BHP, that makes it a little bit more. Uh, I just say you say the chickens way, but we also own the pick, which is also I'm going to say a diversified way to play the base metals, and copper is obviously a key component there. Yeah, but I do believe those cyclicals uh, are bought to be sold, i.e., need to be traded. Uh, often point to point over two, three decades, you can see a, a Mr. McIntyre, you can see flat performance often uh, on those names. Oh, I was going to say decades. we just we just came through a secular bear market for commodities. Now that interest rates, uh, although inflation's coming down, interest rates are expected to remain higher for longer. I'm going to say inflation's going to be probably higher than it was over the last decade. And in that environment, you do want to own uh, commodity type names. Um, do, do you money's rotating around the board right now, Sandy? You can see it clear as day. Uh, the safety trade of last year is being unwound. Um, and the more uh, cyclical or uh, the reflexive trade is on the way up. If, if it's through short cover rallying, if it's just oversold, uh, multiple reasons. And again, care not uh, why, focus on the what. What is happening is a lot of stocks are pointing higher as other names are starting to roll over a bit. Uh, any standouts in, that, uh, in those statements, uh, Sandy, that you see quite compelling? Yeah, um... I I watch the divergence between the S&P 500 equal weighted index and the S&P 500. So it it, it takes those top 25% of the index stocks and punches punches them down to the same weight as the bottom 25 stocks. Mm -hmm. Um, The equal weighted index has broken out. And um, it, it is showing me that the domestic economy is being viewed as very healthy by investors. Very interesting points. Another way of sort of playing the IWR, which is the mid-cap index. So the stuff at the bottom is, is, is driving uh, the market higher, uh, not the heavy-weighted stuff. Uh, um, Sandy, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, want to stay on clock here and uh, get right back to you. So please hold that thought. Again, I want to talk about stuff that's going up and stuff that you maybe be lightening up uh, and anything counterintuitive be super helpful as well because to be counterintuitive often is to be successful in this business. That's the hardest part. Uh, I think one of the key uh, challenges that we all face. But a quick break. Hi-Fi Radio, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager. Any questions for Jack or I? WolfgangKlein.com. 
is the only place you have to go. Uh, we'll get back to you with any of your questions or wishes. Uh, take a great care right show uh, with Sandy McIntyre, Jack Hartle, right after this. Want to make more money? Stay tuned for more Hi-Fi Radio on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. We don't need no education. Welcome back to Hi-Fi Radio. Speaking about content on Netflix, and I don't know if this is crazy content, uh, but right in the era when this record came out, that record came out to Pink Floyd, The Wall, I think it was 82. Uh, cool series, uh, but you got to read, uh, subtitled. It's called Deutschland 83, uh, Height of the Cold War. Uh, remarkable. It's very, very cool stuff. Uh, Sandy McIntyre, our guest, uh, went into my milk crate and pulled out a record that he wanted to hear, and that was the song. Uh, Sandy, why did you want to hear another brick in the wall? Um, I'm a I'm a real Pink Floyd fan, okay. and uh, I can remember taking road trips with the kids, you know, five seven hour drives to ski hills, and uh, them. Oh no, not Pink Floyd again! <laughs> um, they're they're now in their maturity avid fans. Uh, the the point of it was there are some really good. Pink Floyd concerts that I am so disappointed I never went to that you can get up on YouTube. Yeah. And in order to watch them, you have to watch ads. Yep. Uh, you're, you're bang on about advertising being part of the subscription model and that these companies that dominate our media with advertising feeds, um, uh, are very investable at the right price. And uh, they're showing signs of bottoming as well. And it's so interesting because they, they give you choice now. You know, this radio station, you have no choice. It's free and you have to listen to the commercials. And we encourage you to do that. Support the sponsors. Uh, so we can, continue. Well, you can, listen so to we the can continue to give you quality programming. Uh, I've always wanted to work on a telethon, you know, the old <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but there is a, there is a podcast, no, no, but, but also, I, there's an option. There's a, but I like options. Consumers deserve options. So I can have the free model, I can have the pay model, or I can have the hybrid model. And you're seeing more and more companies move to the hybrid model. Um do you think it's a new bull market, Mr. McIntyre? Um, I go back to my long-term charting, and I've updated my data um, to the end of last year. Uh, the S&P 500, which is the most important index index on the planet, yep. goes from lower left to upper right on a slope of 7%. Periodically, like in 2000, it will climb above two standard deviations from the slope, and periodically it will get to two standard deviations below the slope. Mm -hmm. The key ones were 1942, April 1942, October 1974, and March 2009. Um, each of those are generational entry points. Hmm. The 
current market is roughly on the midline of that slope. It, it was overbought. It's corrected back to the trend line. And that, to me, is healthy. Um, I, I'm, so, I'm, yeah, I'm, so not the buy of a generation, but healthy. But what I'm going to say there, Wolf, is if you're getting the average price and you're on the that 7% slope, you'd expect the average return over the long period of time. I'm going to say 10, 20 years. I'm finding religion here, folks. I'm finding religion. Jack, Jack's yeah. bang on with that statement. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, I, I, I dumb it down on my charting system, um, Sandy. Uh, I saw the S&P 500 flirt with the 50-month moving average, and hence the buy of the century is when good quality businesses get down to their 200-month moving average. Average, and I saw the Royal Bank do it twice, and it becomes such a frightening point in time that you can't buy it. But you, <laughs> that's it, why it's, it's so a good. Layup for making money. Yeah, the other point I want to add here, Wolf, seven percent, and Sandy mentioned it, seven, eight, nine, ten percent. Yeah, they don't sound exciting, but they are over yeah, the plus long dividend. Term, you yeah, got over you the seven plus three is exceptional, ten. Exceptional, exceptional. It's amazing returns. returns. All you need to do. Um, final thoughts. I'll give you about thirty seconds on twenty twenty three, Sandy. Again, we're going to bring you back on the air, of course, throughout. Um. I, I went back into my writing and reviewed them over a roughly 15-year period. And the common theme in all of the writing was trying to keep people from panicking. Mm. <laughs> um, the role of the media is to sell advertising. Mm-hmm. And the financial media does a very good job of keeping its audience in a state of low-grade panic. So they keep <laughs> coming so back true. and consuming the advertising. <laughs> low-grade panic. It's so well put. But they also, you know, fear and greed, they play on those two emotions. So when when, when, when Bitcoin is hot, they, they lure you into it at the worst possible time. Uh, and, and when it's cold, they, 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 they frighten you on it. So it's very, very true. Quality. And, you know, a, a cool as a cucumber, cool hand Luke type approach helps. And if that doesn't work well, call up the veterans, the guys like Sandy McIntyre, what Jack and I do, who've seen this movie before and certainly have spun this record before. And by the way, Dark Side of the Moon, Sandy, it sold 250 million copies. Uh, oh, Waters and Gilmore made money. Oh, yes, they did. Uh, have a good weekend, my friend. Uh, may you take another road trip and spin the tunes with your kids. Uh, so, so some quality time. Eh? Jack's off to well, another hockey tournament this week. Uh, you going to play some Pink Floyd for uh, for James? I just might do that. Yeah. You do on, that. On our way to Kingston, I'm going to think of Sandy on the way. In memory of Sandy McIntyre. <laughs> uh, Sandy, you have a great weekend, my friend. Eh? Only, uh, Jack, you you don't have a seven CD. Disc changer. changer. In his trunk. (laughs) Yeah, the disc changer in your trunk. Yeah, that's pretty funny stuff. That's good stuff. I like it. Yeah. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Uh, Hi-Fi Radio once uh, for for all, my good friends. It's for all. Uh, Please uh, tell your friends about the show. Show about money each and every Saturday right here on 640 Toronto. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardhill, Portfolio Managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any questions about money, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. Join us again next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.